Hello again and welcome to another episode of Healing Through Pain. I'm your host, Steph, and this is a show that dives into health and healing where we discuss how we can show up well for the responsibilities and opportunities that life sends our way. Today we're going to talk through two questions that can be very helpful when trying to navigate which boundaries are needed in our inner circles. Thanks so much for tuning in. As we get started here, I want to really encourage us to use two questions as it relates to understanding what boundaries are needed in our lives. And there's going to be a pretty substantial difference when we look at someone who is making demands of us and trying to understand if the request that they have for us is something that they can't do versus something that they won't do. And this is probably one of the more painful questions that when I'm um, walking with couples um, or I'm walking with uh, people who are in therapy because they're struggling um, either parent to child or child to parent or husband to wife, wife to husband. In a relational context, understanding that people might be taking advantage of us can be quite painful. And so we often, um, I often rather with clients, use the distinction of is this request they make of you something that they can't do versus something that they won't do. And it's helpful as a launching point for understanding if we are overextending ourselves or extending extending ourselves inappropriately and someone else's story. So one of the um, anecdotes that I would personally draw from in my own life, I'm a language arts major and I have just a substantial history of doing writing and, and I'm fascinated with words. And so it's really not a very difficult task for me to engage in writing activities. And one place that I I do fairly well in um, short order is doing resume writing, cover letter writing, that sort of thing. And so in my 20s and and in my probably even up to my early 30s, I had quite a few people reach out to me and ask me to write a resume for them. And I mean, before I knew that um, my time was valuable, I would sit down and I would I would spend hours crafting someone else's narrative. And then I realized that there were times that people would make this request of me and they, they wouldn't even follow up and use it. They were basically just using my skill set and they had no intention of follow through. They were just curious or they were just best of intentioned and then I would put in time and effort and they would do nothing with it. And it really flummoxed me because it's not that's not a, a way that I operate. Usually if I have a goal, I'm, I'm pretty intentional with my follow through. But it helped me understand that there are people who will choose not to pursue things that are important to them. And, and they don't mind bringing other people into their story and kind of exploiting other people's time and other people's resources and energy. And so that was a pretty good indication that I needed to reboundary things in my life. And so the way that I chose to change that narrative is not just outright refusing to help people. I'm a very helpful person. I don't mind using my talents in a way that benefits others. But what I would say to anyone is I would send them a template or a, a, a Google image visual of what a resume looks like. And I would say, I need you to craft a first draft and then I will go through and I will revise it for you. And I'll tell you, the amount of requests I get to help with resumes now is almost nil because I expect people to put in the legwork before I'm willing to come alongside of them. And it's very easy for them to say, well, Steph, this is easy for you. Right. It might be easy for me and I'm capable of it, but so are you. And you could do it if you wanted to. You're choosing not to. And there's a big difference between someone who is incapable versus someone who chooses not to. And so as I work through with clients, we have a big, a big amount of time set aside towards understanding 
understanding what boundaries are needed and and why they might be needed, why we might be inappropriately stepping into other people's stories and solving problems for them that really aren't our problems to solve. So I had one client I was walking with and she was she was having a lot of anger towards both her sister and her husband because she felt like they were both taking advantage of her. So she would make all the meals and she would do all the cleaning and, and she would do all the planning and she would do all the purchasing and all of these things. And, and then she would get so angry that no one would help her. And I said, well, why why would they help you? This is a pretty good deal for them. You're doing all of the things. They get all the, the perks. Who would change that? And, and we had to grapple with the fact that she was pretty heavily contributing to the learned helplessness going on in her home by continuing to engage and acting as though she was an indispensable member of the team. If we got rid of her, everyone would collapse. And that's what I had to really push back against with her is I said, I'm sorry, but maybe this is a little bit of a crass question. But if you were to die tomorrow, and, and I don't I don't say that in any sort of flippant way, but if you were to die tomorrow, could they make their own meals? Could they clean up the kitchen after they've made those meals? Could they go to the store and buy those ingredients and, and create their own meals? If all of those answers are yes, then you are acting inappropriately towards other grown adults stepping into their story and solving problems, putting an undue burden on yourself and and calling it reality or acting as though you're the victim there. If you need that to change in your life and you're not doing this out of the kindness of your heart, this isn't a role that you you want in your life to sit and serve and, and create this hospitality for other people, then stop doing it because they will sort it out. They will figure it out. You don't get to make yourself indisposable and then get angry about it. You have to understand what you're contributing there. And if the issue is that other people won't take care of their needs, why do you put that on yourself to absolve? It just doesn't fall on you. Grown adults should handle their grown adult responsibilities. And if they choose not to, and you choose to step into their story and solve it for them, you're kind of part of the problem. And that's that's a a challenging space for some of us to start with, because it actually can be quite painful under understanding that we might be closely and intimately surrounded by people who are actively making our lives harder and and don't mind. It's actually to their benefit. So so they might continue to exploit what we bring to the table. They might continue to draw on our abilities because they're being lazy or because they like to cop out and pretend that they can't do better. But the reality is there are people who can't do better and there then there are people who won't do better. And if we're surrounded by people who won't do better, I think think we have to stop being so generous with our time, with our resources, with our intention. I will say one of the um, one of the painful pieces when we start to ask these questions is I've I've sat with quite a few women who have gone through a separation or divorce, and there is a really painful thing that shows up um, in in many stories where a woman will will give ultimatums, and she'll maybe um, the husband was unemployed, maybe he wasn't tending to the house, maybe he wasn't taking her out on. Maybe as a father, he wasn't showing up. And then there's this separation. And often, and I, I don't mean to make this a gender thing, but often 
men are the ones who are going to leave the relationship when there's already a backup plan. Um, that That's not a universal, but it tends to trend that way. And suddenly we have this energy from a man going into a new relationship. And, and let's think of the examples I just gave where suddenly he wouldn't have a job in his former marriage, but now he's, he's out and he's gainfully employed. He wouldn't take his wife out on dates, but now he's taking the new girlfriend out on dates. He wouldn't spend time with the kids when he was asked to in the, the family unit but now he's taking all this extra effort and time to win the kids over um, and and like be be the fun dad or whatever it is. And again, that's not intended to be an accusation towards any gender, but you know, you can take women who don't contribute and then when they get out of the marriage, they start to put in energy and effort. But that is such a profoundly painful thing to understand that you've you've stayed in a marriage and you've made requests and, and you've really just asked your partner to come alongside of you. And then when they step out of the marriage, they use this resurgence of energy to do the very things that you requested of them, but now they're doing it in the context of a new relationship. This question has the potential to be really painful um, because then you have to ask the question, okay, it's not that they couldn't do it, it's that they wouldn't do it and they chose not to do it in the context of our relationship. But as painful as that is, what I walk with my female clients through is, imagine if you continue to keep giving to someone who is willing to keep exploiting. That's also significantly, significantly painful. And so while asking these questions can have consequence, there's also consequence to not asking these questions and to being continually kind of just tapped dry until like you're just exhausted because you're you're doing something for someone else when they could be doing it for themselves. So asking things um, in a marriage context as well, is this something that they can't do? That could actually be a very generous question. Um, I'm thinking of perhaps a wife is angry that the husband doesn't understand her point of view. Um, and, th- and then I can ask the question, well, do you think it's that he won't understand your point of view? Or is it possible that he just doesn't have enough information? Can he not understand your point of view because you're not actually explaining yourself because you're expecting him to be a mind reader because maybe he doesn't have the skills built yet. Can you bring someone alongside to help skill build? There are some people who don't have fundamental skills built yet. Maybe they haven't had access to healthy mentors and positive role models. So perhaps they don't know how to do something or they don't know how to navigate something healthfully. And if it is a skill building issue, the beautiful part about that is we can all skill build. It's possible to grow in emotional intelligence. It's possible to grow in communication strategies. Strategies. So when we ask the question, is it that they can't or that they won't? For some, it very well might be a question of ability. And if it is a question of ability, then we skill build. For some, it might be a, a question of motivation and that they're choosing not to. And when that's the reality, it is important that we understand that we have to wrap some boundaries around that particular dynamic. And you have to navigate that as intentionally as possible kind of gradually inviting someone to join you in helping um, and, and in being a teammate or an alliance member, whatever that looks like. And if they continue to choose to not do it, and, and it, it's obvious that it's an action and or that's an inaction and that it's a choice, then there might be some decisions that need to be made there.
It's possible to say there isn't a problem in the short term handling someone's business for them. And while I agree that in the short term it might be a good solution, what I would wonder is what is the cost in the long term? So I had another client who she is in her lower 30s and when her brother who is in his upper 20s would call her and make a request of her, she would drop everything she would do and go meet his needs. So she would go run to the store for him, grab some groceries, whatever that is. And and I as I started working with her, I was asking her to reflect on where in his story does it make sense that he in his upper 20s can't run to the grocery store alone. And she said, no, it's not It's not a big deal. I don't mind doing it. I said, right, you might not mind doing it, but if he can do it himself, I'm wondering why that's become your responsibility. What is it about your relationship that means you have to perform this duty for the relationship to be okay? And I said, just from an outside perspective, I'm noticing a lot of your, your anxiety and a lot of your stress, and I'm noticing that you step into other people's stories and solve things for them, and I'm wondering if those two things are related. Now, obviously, I'm using hypothetical language, but I can most definitively speak that her anxiety is coming from stepping into other people's stories and overextending herself. And so we had to scale back some of her willingness to to be everything to everyone. And one of the ways we did that was by asking the question, is this something that he could actually do on his own if you let him? Of course he could. He could run to the grocery store. He's a very capable boy. So when that's true, it's important that she steps back out of his story as the helper and only steps in when it's something that makes sense, when it's a unique gift or a unique talent or a unique contribution that she can make. But her job is not to tend to a grown man's grocery running. Just doesn't work. So I do encourage you, if you are finding yourself overextended or exhausted or too many tasks and not enough time, start asking the questions, what can someone else be doing? What are they choosing to not do? And how do you create boundaries to put appropriate brackets around what you're willing to offer other people? Uh, This is something I work through with many clients. And so if you do need to skill build and you do need to learn how to set boundaries, again, I say, walk with a clinician. We are good at what we do. And boundary setting is a very learnable skill. Asking the question, is this something that they can't do versus something they won't do? It might be a little bit of a painful realization, but again, I assure you, not asking the question can have really painful outcomes as well. That's going to be it for today, guys. Tune back on Wednesday. I think we're going to tackle a little bit of the discussion about masks and the vitriolic um, reactions that some people are having to whether there is a mandate versus not a mandate and what's our responsibility to engage that particular discussion well. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you guys have a great week and we will connect soon.